Hello and welcome everybody back into another episode of the Wired Up Sports Podcast. I'm Josh Bowman alongside Dylan Malfati. How you doing today, Dylan? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. I'm uh, actually going on a trip today after we get done. Up to Craig, Colorado. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. That will be a fun one. So, uh, yeah, I'm spending, spending the night up there. Um, I've got to be up like at the ass crack of dawn tomorrow. Because I'm going up in a hot air balloon. <laughs> I mean, that sounds fun. I don't know, man. So, you know, I was a pilot, right? And yeah. like, I like being in the air, but I like being able to control what I'm flying. I don't really like, I'm not in love with the idea of just being at the mercy of the wind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't, I can't blame you there. I, wanted to go hot air ballooning until um my grandma and my dad went and i found out that the landing strategy and i i, I was out <laughs> yeah it's basically just like crash fucking send it bud <laughs> yeah it's hit the ground hold on to something hopefully you don't get sent out yep that's it that's, that's it. the whole strategy and i said you know what I'm good on that. I don't yeah. I don't think I need to test my grip strength in a hot air balloon crash. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> it seems like the wrong place to do it. Yeah. Yep, 100%. But uh, no, other than that, I'm doing pretty good, man. Good. So excited to talk about some sports for a hot minute. Yeah, we got it's it's going to be it's been kind of a sad week. There's been a fair amount of big deaths. Uh, one of those came in the absolute legend of Bill Russell. We'll talk that. We'll talk about uh, Tim Patrick a little bit today. Uh, the Deshaun Watson situation that has everybody up in arms. And then we'll end by getting mad at Nick Wright. That's pretty much just the, all the, the segment is. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start with Bill Russell before we kind of work ourselves backwards. Um, uh, it was Sunday. Bill Russell, this past Sunday, Bill Russell died at 88 years old. It was said he died peacefully um, next to his wife. So I guess there's a positive there. It wasn't like a painful death. It wasn't an unexpected. I mean, he was 88. It was going to, we're getting to the age where mm, this was going to be a chance. Uh, it just hurt though. I was, when I found out, I, when I initially saw the notification, I went, no, they fucking took Bill. <laughs> I was heartbroken. I yeah. was so sad. Yeah, I was I was pretty sad, too, because Bill Russell is one of those one of those guys that um, I think a lot of uh, big men in the league and in basketball players just in general look up to, you know, um, he was uh, one of those guys that really changed the league back in the 60s um was playing against plumbers and and electricians and hey that's a controversial comment now if you ask jerry west but whatever jerry it's it's true yeah <laughs> you know everybody on the court was like a foot shorter than him so of course he's gonna out rebound everybody like yeah he only averaged like 22 and a half rebounds per game in his career yeah exactly he had something like twenty two thousand six hundred. Mm -hmm. rebounds and uh there's only one person on that list who's higher up will chamberlain yeah so and obviously wilt was you know he's a legend as well you know yeah so. wilt was wilt wilt was wilt uh and he was he was another guy that really changed the league back you know in the 60s and 70s so right um, and and you bring up the change the league. It was it was more than that too. Like Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, they were both terrific basketball players. Wilt Chamberlain, probably the greatest center ever. Yep. But Bill Russell's right up there. But his impact is felt so much more off the court from the civil rights march and sitting to listen to the MLK "I Have a Dream" speech right in the front row. There's been so many times where. Uh, Bill Russell was pushing for equality and, and civil rights for black people. And he was so transcendent off the, off the floor as well, that he was always looking for 
to help societal issues and help the civil rights movement and increase equality for everybody on the planet. He was just such a, a tremendous man that it went so much further than basketball. And he really inspired this generation on the floor and off the floor. He inspired so many generations on the floor and off the floor that, I mean, they should retire his number in the league. I number agree six that. should never be worn by anybody again. I agree with that. There's, there's got to, we got to start drawing the line with some numbers, especially ones like Bill Russell. Yeah, it was, he, he truly transcended the game of basketball. Yeah. There, there's nobody bigger or better. I mean, there's little kids who never saw Bill Russell play who know who Bill Russell is. I didn't see Bill Russell play and I I love Bill Russell. I don't even know if my parents saw Bill Russell play. Like, I don't know if mine did either. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he, that was back in the late sixties, you know, early to late sixties. I, I can't remember exactly when he retired. Uh, late sixties, early seventies, if I'm recalling yeah. correctly. So my, my stepdad was two, maybe three when he retired, you know, mm-hmm. obviously I wasn't even a thought back then. Actually, I lied. Uh, it, he played from 56 to 69. Okay, so my my stepdad was, he wasn't even born yet. My parents would have been two and three. Yeah, my stepdad was born in 69, December of 69, so. Yeah, yeah, both of mine were 66, so yeah. My my parents, parents got to see Bill Russell play. There's only one of them left, though, and it's not the one who probably cared about the sports. Yeah, so, but you still know who he is. You know the name. Well, and you know he's the greatest winner of all time. He's won at every level, high school, college, NBAs. Nobody's ever going to pass him. No, dude, 11 championships and eight in a row. That's unheard of. In How many MVPs? Seasons. Yeah. How many MVPs does that guy have? Uh, like, five, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Nobody's going to match the things that Bill Russell did. Nobody yeah. will touch him. 11-time champion, 5-time MVP, 12-time All-Star. Like, there's not much more you can ask for him. Average 15 points per per game, 22.5 rebounds per game, 42 minutes per game. Played in almost 1,963 games played. It, it was a, an astonishing career, an electrifying career. And a guy who only stands 6 tall, dominating at set, Six ten, I mean, still pretty tall, but at that size as a center and a power forward, especially kind of when centers were kind of getting taller and taller and taller, Mm -hmm. it it stands to testament. But there's no question that Bill Russell is a top two rebounder of all time. Oh, yeah, without question. It is him and Dennis Rodman, in my mind, are the two best ever. Uh, Wilt Wilt was a great rebounder, but he's not like Russell or Dennis. I'm not trying to take that away from, but the way that Bill Russell and, and Dennis Rodman attacked to get rebounds. Look, man, numbers don't lie though. You know, I, I'm, I agree with you. Like we're going to sit here. uh, Wilt has more total rebounds than Bill Russell. Yeah, and he also is the NBA's leading scorer, and he's not regarded as the greatest scorer in NBA history. Yeah. How long was his playing career? It was pretty long. Wilt played for, I want to say, like 15 years. Oh, so, I mean, it wasn't, like, that long. No. It was only a couple years longer than Russell played. Still, I mean, you can get a lot of rebounds in two years. Oh yeah. So, and that's the difference right there, I guess. He played from seven or fifty-nine to seventy-two. So, is that fourteen? So I'm looking at uh, foreshadowing a little bit here. Um, I'm looking at this uh, top fifty NBA players as of right now. Bill Russell is not even on this list. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm assuming he's top two. Because there's still two spots that haven't been filled. Well, I also, because it is the last 50 years, I'm not sure Bill Russell makes the cut. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. 
that's fair. Yeah, I think he was. I I don't know if Will actually will make the cut, seeing as he finished in seventy two. He might that last season might be the only one he's eligible for. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't see him going top two. I mean, if it was Will, I could see it. But seeing as it's top 50 in the last 50 years, he will only be eligible for the 1972 season, which was good for Will, but it wasn't like his... It wasn't his best. It wasn't his greatest season yet. I'm just... Yeah, we'll we'll get into we'll that get a little it. bit later. Trust me, we're going to get angry, Dylan. Yeah. Oh, I'm already mad. Let's yeah, go. we're going to get angry at that list. Um, but yeah, Bill Russell, he's an absolute legend of the sport, legend of the sport, changed the game, changed the way that people looked at the game, changed the way people look at African-Americans. He did so much for the civil rights movement and, and basketball that, I mean, we could talk about it for hours. I, I don't think that we're the two most like if you want to listen to people talk about Bill Russell for hours, go listen to his former teammates or the people we mentored because those are some truly great stories. I've been listening to some of them, um, some of them from like Paul Pierce, and those are always my favorite stories to kind of look back and reflect on. Um, so yeah, rip, rip a legend, rip a goat. Uh, Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, I imagine, already had the craziest 1v1 in heaven. Yeah. 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 So sad, sad news coming out of that, but uh, you know, he's lived a pretty damn good life. I give him that. Lived you know? a damn good life and a full life. 88 years is a lot of, a lot of time on this earth. There's a lot of time. So it's not like, you know, it's, it, it was a shock. Right. Like, uh, Oh, like Dwayne Haskins, you know, like yeah. that was a bit of a shock dying in your like early twenties, man. Like, yeah. That one was, that one was a tough one, man. That so, one was a tough one, but, but, but yeah, um, rest in peace. Obviously in people peace. are, people are upset about that. I'm sure I was pretty upset. I know you were, I, I did a piece on it uh, Sunday during the newscast because I yeah. did sports that day. So. Yeah, that's a tough day to do sports too. Yeah. I would not I would have been able to, but that's a tough day. I was really upset. Yeah. I was I was real upset. So um, but yeah, we'll, well let's move into football. I mean, there's not much more I can say about Bill Russell without going into a soap opera. Um Denver Broncos, wide receiver. We were so close to having just the uh, unbelievably stacked wide receiver corpse. And we still do. But Tuesday, it was confirmed that the Denver Broncos wide receiver, Tim Patrick, uh, tore his ACL in training camp. Uh, it was just caught a pass during team drills on Tuesday in front of a corner. He sung Basie and Patrick turned to run upfield and his leg buckled and he grabbed his knee as he fell to the ground. Uh, and then several teammates, including wide receiver Cortland Sutton and quarterback Russell Wilson, immediately surrounded uh, Tim Patrick as he was examined by the team's trainer. Um, and then even K.J. Hamler went into the locker room to pray with him. That was it, it just sucks. It yep. just sucks. This is three years in a row. Yep. Yep. There's been a knee problem. Uh, it's uh it's a bummer because we had such high hopes for, for everybody, um, you know, playing this, this season. And uh, yeah, now, now it's, it's confirmed. He's not coming back. No, he's missing all year, and, which all is year, the, so. it's the right move. Oh yeah, absolutely. You don't want to rush something like that. You know? Right. And only way you would get him back is if his rehab was going super, super well and he could play in the postseason. Like you're yep. not getting them back in the regular season. No, definitely not. But you know what? You still have Jerry Judy. You still have Cortland Sutton. You still have KJ Hamler. Um, and from what it looked like, KJ Hamler looked pretty good. Yeah, and a couple of the rookies are sounding like they're looking pretty good. But Tim Patrick, he's been the best wide receiver on this team for the last three years. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, the the most reliable. Um you know 
he gets yeah. open, he gets into space, and you put the ball in his area. He's going to catch it. He's going to come down with it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's tough. And and uh, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, he, he said, uh, guys like Tim, it breaks your heart. The worst part of this game is when things like this happen. Tim's a guy that's well-respected across this team and across the league. Mm-hmm. It's it's just tough. Uh, he had 53 receptions last year, led which was third on the team, led the team in touchdown catches with five, which is kind of sad that there was only five receiving touchdowns last season, or that was True. the most. Drew Locke was the quarterback. Look, I, was, I know who the quarterback was. If he was on, yeah, if he was on the field this year, he'd have 10, 15, no problem, I think. That's, 10, it's more about who else is around him. 10 to 15 is a lot for one guy. A lot. And with four other guys that are going to probably catch five or five to eight, well, Look, now it's going to go up, but yeah. It, but. Yeah, ten. I don't. I don't think that I don't ten think is an unreasonable, unreasonable number no. for a guy who's as reliable as Tim Patrick. You know. No, I was fine with ten. It was when yeah. I heard fifteen. I was like, ah, that's. I a, said, that's all right, bet- somewhere between ten and fifteen. I could see it. It's still yeah. a lot, though. It's a lot, but now you have Russ. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Um supposedly this ESPN article saying that the Broncos stopped practice until Patrick was helped from the field and safety Kareem Jackson, who's in his 13th NFL season said it's a testament to Patrick's standing amongst his teammates, that it was the longest I've seen practice held up. Everybody was worried. And I mean, he just got his money. I hope this doesn't mess with, any of his money or business dealings or anything like that. Because I mean, especially as a wide receiver, there's only so much time for you to get in and get out healthy with all of your brain cells. Mm -hmm. So I I hope that everything is, is going to go good for him. I hope the rehab is going to go well, but three years in a row in training camp, essentially there's been torn ACLs, Cortland Sutton in 2020, KJ Handler 2021 now Tim Patrick 2022. Yeah. And it's it, not like it, it it didn't seem like they were going very hard either, you know. It's no, just, and it's one of those things knee injuries are weird though, you know. Yeah, especially ACLs cuz yeah. most of them are all non-contact. You don't need a lot to tear your ACL. No, all the you do is time. take the take the wrong step, you know, and and that's it. You know, it's gone. So, yeah, ACLs a a a weird ligament and it's apparently fragile because everybody tears a fucking ACL. Yeah. I but, hate ACLs. They're the yeah. worst. They're the worst kind of injury. Mm-hmm. One, cause they can really make or break your career. Yeah. You can either come back strong or your knee is nothing like it used to be. And you have to relearn everything. And it's crazy. It's a wild injury, especially if you tear additional pcl lcl you mean you mean like jamal murray yeah like he blew out his entire knee yeah if you do that it's it's tough to fully come back the way you used to be yeah but it could be worse like my brother doesn't have an acl because he tore it twice and just didn't get a surgery he found out that if your thighs are strong enough you don't need one said that sounds made up but okay yeah i don't know about that (laughs) he hasn't had an acl for like six years i don't know about that look you might be able to like walk around and stuff oh it hurts like yeah doing doing any sort of like exercise on that oh he still does say goodbye knee buddy yeah no he's not gonna be able to walk by the time he's 40 yeah not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying you can do it. Yeah, I'm sure it's doable, but man, I I can't even imagine like how unstable it feels. It's pretty bad. It's pretty yeah. bad. So crazy, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, I didn't see this one. 
Apparently, running back Demarie Crockett also confirmed late Tuesday afternoon on Twitter that he also suffered a torn ACL during practice. Crockett is he was our number four depth chart back. But I actually really liked the way he ran the football. He's been on the roster since last year. I didn't see that he had torn his ACL, but that's devastating. I mean, yes, but at least you're, you know, it's it's a depth piece, you know. At least you're not losing Melvin Gordon. You're not losing uh, Javante Williams. Yeah. That would be devastating. It's, it's unfortunate that Crockett got hurt. Hey. I don't I don't know if I would call it devastating. I, I, I mean. am because Mike Boone is our third option. And don't get me wrong. I like Mike Boone. He's a solid option out of the backfield. He actually put on some muscle. He's a good, solid runner. But if any of those three go down, you then have to go out and find an, a new guy. That's why it's devastating to me. It's because you can't afford to lose anybody now. No, you can't. You can't. Like, and it's hang on. Knock on wood. I hope it doesn't happen, but injuries do. They occur. Yep. Especially in the NFL. Yeah. That's why yep. no injury is a good injury, but looking at Tim Patrick, apparently Montreal, Washington, um, and Kendall Hinton got some more work. Actually, Montreal Washington has been kind of impressing out at training camp, so I'm intrigued to see what he does. But no Tim Patrick hurts. Yeah, that just that hurts. Sucks. That sucks. But it's doable, you know? Yeah, it's doable. Next man up. Yeah. Got to keep going, keep moving forward. Still got a full season to play. This one's for Tim, I guess. Yeah. Last one was for KJ, although I'm not sure that KJ or Cortland want their season, those seasons dedicated to them. But uh, yeah, Broncos have some life, but this really hurts their depth chart within the receivers. We'll have to see how it plays out. I'm sure we'll talk about this again as we move into pads and then some standouts. And uh, actually, Hall of Fame game is this week. It might be today. But I know the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, it's at 6 p.m. today. Oh, shit. Tonight, Jacksonville and the Las Vegas Raiders, baby. Kicking Mm. off the season. Football's back. Couldn't have have picked a better matchup for the Hall of Fame game. Dude, there's confirmed starters not even playing. Like the Jags, I don't think Trevor Lawrence or um, Travis Etienne are playing. Like, I'm not watching. I'm excited. I'll maybe watch the first quarter when there's decent football being played. But after that, I'm I'm out. Preseason yeah. is fun for your for your own team for like a half. And then you're like, "All right. This just <laughs> this just isn't the NFL like, anymore." Dude, yeah, preseason sucks, man. But it's, but you need it. It's good. Yeah, you do need it. You do need it. But for the fans, like it's not Nah, it's nice to see some of your undrafted guys and see people who could make the roster, but the first, especially now that it's three weeks, like the last week of preseason is the only one I really care about because there's actually guys who are going to be on the roster playing. Yeah. So, But we're back, baby. Football boot! <laughs> oh, Look, oh. I'm just counting down the days of the regular season, Dude. all right? Me too, but you know who isn't counting down the days right now? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, because he just got his uh, six-game suspension. NFL and all of its fans pissed off because it should have been the full year. Um, But the NFL appealing, I don't know if it's their own suspension, but the suspension was given by a judge. So, yes, uh, it was handed down by retired federal judge sue robinson uh who determined watson had violated the league's personal conduct policy um and goodell 
was not happy with a six-game suspension. So he's appealing to make it harsher, which for once, I think that the league is in the right here. I think that a six-game suspension was kind of bullshit. It, it absolutely was. Roger Goodell finally doing something right that his fans yeah. actually appreciate with suspensions. Yeah. And which is, yeah, he hasn't done before, which, yeah, but we don't have to get into that right now. But you I'm hand sure down, we'll get into some of it. You hand down what it was an entire season, right? For betting $1,200, $1,500, in parlays, including his own team in some of them. Yeah. And now, do I think that he should have been suspended? Sure. Fine. I don't know about a suspension. If fine. we're going to suspend him, four games is the max I'm willing to give for that. Max. I think two games would have been more Perfect. than enough. Yeah. Two games um, and fine him 10 grand. But, yeah, we're going to suspend a dude betting for an entire season and a dude who assaulted women 24 women 25 women sorry no i think it's more than that well it says 25 women here filed civil suits okay those are the ones that just filed those are the ones that filed um so but yeah probably more than that but at least 25 that we know of um and you're gonna give him six fucking games and and you're a female judge too that's the shocking part that did throw me off a little bit that it was a female judge who gave him six games. And I know that because it's civil lawsuits and not criminal, the levels of evidence are different and the levels of evidence you can get in this kind of situation are very hard anyway, because there's in massage rooms, I'm sure there's cameras, but I can't imagine that there was cameras in every single room that he got a massage in. No, I think they were in hotel rooms. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's tough to prove that he actually did it. It's more of a, and I, I don't want to downplay it by saying it's a he said, she said, but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, but it, six games, when there's 25 civil cases, I know they're not criminal, but that definitely signals there was some wrongdoing. Oh yeah, absolutely there, there was. I mean... Look, unless 25 women are conspiring against Deshaun Watson, which, come on. Right. Um, a, a couple, three, sure, I would believe that maybe. But 25? Right. That's, that's no, something, something egregious happened. Yeah, when there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So <laughs> the saying I heard the other day, it's like, if it looks like shit and smells like shit, you don't have to taste it to know that it's shit. Yep. Like, yeah, there's this uh, um, tweet from Sam Farmer with the LA times saying six games equals 24 quarters. Let's say, uh, so 25 women filed civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. Say each massage lasted 45 minutes. It's conceivable that he got more time getting massages than assessed in suspension. Oh, that's a bad look, NFL. Yeah. That's a bad look. Not not necessarily NFL, Judge Sue Robinson. I mean, a little bit of both. Yeah. So I I hope he gets minimum a season after this appeal. Minimum. He should. Yeah. I've always wondered why Goodell has not put him on the exempt list. Yeah, I don't know. He's got the power to. He's the damn commissioner. It's his yeah. fucking list. Put him on the exempt list. I should have been on the exempt list last season with the Texans while this was all going down. Instead, he was at practice earning has $25 million. I think he only lost like a total of a million last year or something like that. Two mil. Yeah. And for him, that's nothing. Honestly, bro, shouldn't even be playing in the NFL anymore. Uh, Look, I'm sorry. There's pretty egregious I things. Can't, I can't disagree. Yeah. It's it's hard to disagree with that because of who, who he is as a person. But as a football player, he still deserves to be out there. 
the football player Deshaun Watson is a good football player. The person Deshaun Watson terrible human. Terrible human. And he doesn't deserve to be playing in the NFL. I Look, agree. man. You play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? Like you're you're somebody who kids look up to. You're supposed to be a model. You know? And then you go out and do shit like this. And it's unacceptable. Yeah. It, it's unacceptable. Period. End of story. Yeah, You're a professional it, athlete. Be a fucking professional. I don't even need you to be a professional. Be a good human being. Don't sexually assault people. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And not hard to not do. I've been yeah. on the earth 22 years, almost 23 here in a couple months. Sexual assault, never happening. There's this neat thing called no. Yeah. If you hear it, you stop. Or consent. Wild concept to Sean Watson, isn't it? Just yeah. going, hey, are you okay with this? Like, no. It's a simple question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Now I'm getting pissed off and I'm ready for this. Dude. This <laughs> bullshit. Let's go. I, All right. Our last segment is going to be so heated. <laughs> There's going to be so many F-bombs dropped. So I just apologize right now for all of our listeners. Prepare yourself. We're already a little fired up. Yeah. Going into, and we're, I'm. I'm not fully done with this because I, there's the one point that I've seen all over the place of, and I know we've hit on it with Calvin Ridley, PEDs, betting, marijuana, or drugs of any time type of that at that point, or banned substances get longer suspensions than the guy who, and this ESPN article does say 30 women from the Houston Tech, Texans mid-July, 30 women sexually assaulted or harassed who then issued civil cases reach settlements nope six games yeah and this is this is my issue with the league is there's no consistency and it's it's not just the nfl it's any league really like the nhl is the same way there's no fucking consistency in player safety nba is the same way yeah and and so or you know the uh in the disciplines, I should say. I, I say the Department of Player Safety because that's usually what it is in the NHL. Um, you look at uh, the Evander Kane hit on Nazem Kadri that very nearly ended his season. Dude played with a broken thumb in the finals. You know? Fuck that guy. Yeah, Evander Kane is a piece of garbage too. He shouldn't be in the league either. He's just, He's on the same level as Deshaun Watson. Evander Kane. Yeah. I'm not saying his name right. No. Evander Kane. Evander <laughs> Kane. Yeah, he's he's a piece of shit too, dude. I can't stand him. Garbage human being. Yeah. Absolutely. So um I don't think he deserves to play in the league. I don't think that Deshaun Watson deserves to play in the league. I fair. I can't argue that point. I don't think that the ground to to stand on to say that Deshaun Watson should still be in the league is slowly disappearing. Yeah. And, you know, this is still going on. NFL's pushing for a longer suspension as they should. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he gets the full year. And you know what? Maybe Calvin Ridley should appeal his fucking suspension and say, I didn't do anything in comparison to this man. Yeah. Like Why you're going to six games season? and I got a full season for yeah, like a couple fairly this. minor things. Like, let's flip the suspensions. I'll take yeah. six games if I'm Calvin Ridley versus 17. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, yeah. No consistency. Be better NFL. Be better. You know what? Professional leagues. Be better. All of them. Professional athletes as well. 
Yeah, be better. Be better. Like I said, you're supposed to be role models. Everyone else as well, be better. We can all be better. We can all be kinder. Like nobody's Look. nobody's asking you to be perfect. Just be decent. Yeah, just be a decent person. <laughs> be a decent person. Don't Say do thank shitty you. things. Say like, thank you to people. Like fucking assault women. Yeah, don't do that. That's bad. That's bad. Don't don't go assaulting women. All right. Don't go assaulting people either. Don't start fights. No. Don't sexually assault or harass people. Don't don't you rape people. Ass, you shouldn't assault people. Period. Like, right. like even if it's not sexual. Like if you're right. just like just you don't know, assault fucking, people. If you're fucking Ray Rising your significant other, don't do that. Yeah, it, it's. Gotta everybody be better, be kinder, be at the very least a decent human being. Mm -hmm. And that's not a lot to ask for. No. But when you're dealing with garbage human beings, it feels like a lot to ask for. And you know what? We're dealing with one more. Nick writes top 50 NBA players in the last 50 seasons. His. It's a fucking mess. I'm just going to be quite honest. It's a goddamn mess. Yeah. It's like he just drew names out of a fucking hat. I think he kind of did. Yeah. Did he finally? He still hasn't filled in his top player either. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is it too, though. Okay. So I think we can solidly say he's putting LeBron at one. I don't know why like look i can understand if you put jordan at two and lebron at one no that's a debate for the greatest of all time do i agree with it no no absolutely not jordan is the goat but some people say that lebron is better and i could understand that right I don't understand that. I will never understand. I have defensive player of the year. Jordan has one. LeBron, I don't know if has ever been nominated for one. LeBron, probably the better passer. Not probably, is the better passer. Well, Jordan was kind of a ball hog. Right. So LeBron's the better passer. LeBron's mm. probably one of the better passers ever. LeBron uh, was on the all-defensive team. Hang on. No, not the all-defensive team. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, no, I know. Hang on. Because that, to me, shows that you actually care to play defense yeah which lebron kind of cares look he he was five times all defensive first team so he plays defense and he plays defense he plays defense when he wants he's to pretty good at defense but yeah not he's not to the same level as michael jordan on the defensive yeah. side M of the mj won the defensive player of the year in 87 88 LeBron, I, and don't get me wrong, like to your point, LeBron, he plays defense. I just, yeah. it's more about he plays defense when he feels like playing defense. And to me, that's not a good defensive player. It shows that you can do it, but if you're not willing to do it every possession, you're not good at playing defense. That's why I hate people who say Kobe didn't play defense because Kobe took every matchup he could and usually won. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I'll also so yeah. Since we're talking about Kobe right now, he's got him at number six on that list. Yep. Number six with Tim Duncan ahead of him and Mike Magic Johnson ahead of him. This one is so hard for me because I love Kobe. He's my favorite NBA player ever. And biasly, I think he should be in, in the top five, but right now looking at it. It's kind of hard, unless you, I would, hmm. do you move him for Tim Duncan or Magic? 
I would put him at four. Okay. Tim Duncan at five, Magic at six. Okay. I can live with that. I can live you know, with that. I think Kareem is a solid three. Kareem was been he was a phenomenal basketball player. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think anybody will have I, I really do think that Kareem should be at three. I think it should go MJ Kareem LeBron. You think so? As my one, two, three. Okay. I understand LeBron's been to what is it like ten finals appearances or eleven? But he's won four. Yeah, with that means all time stacked teams. He lost as many. Yeah, he lost as many finals appearances as, as Jordan MJ has rings. Yeah. So, which, like I, I cannot, will not put LeBron above MJ. Will no, not happen. I, I, I'm not doing that either. Um, MJ is number one. He's the greatest of all time. Right. Period. End of story. And people who say that, oh, it's harder to play now. It's really not. Actually. Defenses were way tougher. Refing was a lot more lenient. You could get away with a lot more stuff. Some harder fouls in the 80s and, and 90s. Yeah. There was no you rules know. almost. Dude, no. Especially like Detroit. Yeah, dude. Those guys were, they were fucking goons. They went after you. Yeah. They went and, after you. And uh, so you're going to sit here and tell me that LeBron is playing in a different era now an area that or an era that's easier to score now and there's more emphasis on the three-point now than there was back then three-pointers back in the 80s and 90s you take them but they drill that shit now in basketball yeah you know and it changed with like steph curry yeah Steph changed a lot of it, and we had seen that the game kind of getting to that three-point oriented stuff with Kobe, Kobe. but even then it was yeah. still kind of like MJ where it was more about driving taking, and kicking and yeah, getting open those... looks at the three and not being a, a three-point centric offense. Yeah, he's driving, driving the basket. He's taking mid-range jumpers, you know? It's not like he's trying to get open from beyond the arc, you know, which is... Yeah. Which kind of is the whole, like, Warriors mantra, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's three dudes just sitting beyond the arc at all times, and they just, like, pass the basketball around. They might get it inside, draw a double team or something like that, get it out. It doesn't matter. Like, Steph Curry's making a shot, whether there's a defender in his face or not. Yeah. You know, and Clay Thompson, he's not much worse. No. So the emphasis on the three-point game now has made it easier to score. Yeah, it's vastly changed the game. And I don't know if it's made it easier to score, but it's for sure stretched defenses out, which has given more opportunities to score. Well, it's given more opportunities to score. And now we have, dude, what was the average, like, you know, score for a team in any given game back in the 80s and 90s? Uh, they would 90 get, points. Yeah, they'd get to the hundreds, but it would they wouldn't really ever. It was it run was it up. Rare though, you know. And nowadays, it's like every game there's a team scoring a, a buck twenty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's almost rare that you don't see it. A team score 120 points. So yeah, no, it, that if you don't score 110 or more every night, you're not winning pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's just that's how the game has changed, and that's fine. Like it's fun to watch, right? You know, um, but you can't sit here and tell me that LeBron would have dominated back in the eighties and nineties. He would have been on the fucking floor all the time. He would have. He would have been good because he's just like such a. Yeah, he would have been. He still would have been one of yeah, the best. He's an athletic phenomenon. Like he would have been a good player. Nobody's t- trying to take that away from him. And he would have kind of his body type fits in with that era, but his mentality and playing style do not. No. No. Okay. And I like I said, I think Jordan would have been better. He he would be the same player, if not better, in this era. Oh dude, he'd be then LeBron would be in that era. Jordan would drop fifty a night in today's game. Oh, without a doubt, dude. And 
like people were like, Ooh, he's not a very good three point shooter. Again, there was not emphasis on three point shooting. And look, you give you give MJ an off season to work on his three point shot. He would fucking bury you. It's not even true because you remember MJ towards the later stages of his career. Not really. <laughs> well, obviously, like not watching him, but like highlights and he when he was he, when he, like the later Bulls. Yes, era, not yeah. Wizards. That yeah. era is not a thing in basketball in my world. No, but he was a good three point shooter. It wasn't something like he emphasized, but that motherfucker could shoot. He could shoot. Look, he could he could make a shot from beyond the arc. Right, no like problem. it wasn't he wasn't a it wasn't a scrub from behind the arc. And I hate that argument no. from people. He can't shoot threes. And I'm like, no, he can. He absolutely can. Yeah. I think he averaged like I think he was a 38 percent three point shooter in his career. That's that's a good number. Right. Like it, it's not a bad number at all. Three point percentage career, 32 percent. Not great, but. Not terrible. Not awful. And a lot of that stems from his early days where he was shooting barely. He wasn't even getting to 20% early in his career. In his first one, two, three, four seasons, he shot under 20%. Yeah. From there on, he only had one of those years. And it was with the Wizards. So it doesn't count. All right, people? <laughs> it's the that, way it like, works. He was like 40-something years old at that point. Yeah, he had it was he had to come out of retirement he a retired, second time already. Yeah. Like, he was already retired twice by that point. Yeah, no. I, so, I don't I don't count the 2001-2002 wizard trip for MJ. No. Um but jumping back into the the list, are you fine with are do you have any other gripes other than we rearranged the list a little bit other than Kobe outside of the 5 and then so for those who haven't seen the list it goes LeBron 1, Kareem 2, MJ 3, Magic 4, Tim Duncan 5, Kobe Bryant 6, Larry Bird 7, Hakeem Olajuwon 8, Shaq 9, and then Steph at 10. We'll go through 10 at a time is what I'm thinking. So, Because uh, I don't have a ton of other gripes with that. I don't really have a ton of other gripes with that either. I think everybody else in that section there is pretty... Yeah. I, I may move some some people around like one, maybe two spots. Right. But other than that, no, I don't have any gripes. I was like, because I'm fine with Steph being at 10 because he's such a generational type talent and he truly mm -hmm. changed the game of basketball. Yeah, he he definitely did. Um, and I'm, I'm totally fine with Steph being up there. And he's got what, four rings now? Yeah. Three or four. Three. Yeah. And a finals MVP and two MVPs back to yeah. back. First unanimous MVP ever. Yeah. Honestly, like you could maybe even move him farther up that list and I would still be okay with it. I, mm, I'm i not putting him above Hakeem or Shaq. I, yeah. Or Larry the Legend. No. So I think 10 is a good spot for Steph. I think 10, yeah. No, I agree with that. Okay. So. All right. So 11 through 20, we got Dr. J, Julius Irving at 11, Moses Malone at 12, KD at 13, Giannis at 14, Isaiah Thomas. At 15, that's Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, obviously. But uh, Dirk Nowitzki at 16, Carl uh, Malone at 17, Charles Barkley at 18, Dwayne Wade at 19. And here's my gripe, yep. Luka Doncic at 20. Yep, that's my gripe too. And no knock against Luka, he's a great basketball player. Right. But he's got nothing to show right now. Yeah, he's been in the league for four years. He's not a top 50 NBA player in the last 50 years. No, no, that's that's my gripe as well. Um, should he be top 50 on the list? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with him being on the list. Yeah. But, uh, like we talked about last week, there's one guy on the list that now has two MVPs who is not on this list. Back to back. MVPs and I don't back to back MVPs. And he was, had the highest ever PER. He has, a record with 2,000 assists or 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, 500 rebounds in a single season. He's the first player to ever do that. And he's not on the list. And I don't know if this is Nick Wright just being a fucking bitch or what. I think it's that. I think it's yeah. that I think he went he's on just, altitude and got schooled and yeah. can't put Jokic on anything now. And he's just pissed off about it. 
Because I'm sorry, you're going to put Kawhi above Jokic. You're going to put you're going to put Luka above Jokic. Like Carmelo, you're going to put Melo above Jokic. Melo's a great basketball player. Does he deserve to be on the list? Sure. Anthony Davis does not deserve to be on this list. Anthony Davis at least has a ring. That he bought by by throwing a temper tantrum in New Orleans to get out to go play with LeBron. Yeah. And Jason Kidd. Hey, don't you disrespect Jason Kidd right now. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be on the list, but above Nikola Jokic. I mean, Jason Kidd, I'm pretty sure, is back-to-back MVP. No, he doesn't. That's Steve Nash. Yeah. It's the other white point guard. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I Also, Jason Kidd at 27. (laughs) It is a little high. I'm not going to disagree. That's that. Yeah, that right there. And this is my gripe with it. I think... What? Where's Nikola Jokic? (laughs) Back-to-back fucking MVPs. Get your head out of your ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, this is it's, – it's one of those segments, people, all right? This is, this is an angry segment right here because I personally don't think uh, KD or Giannis should be – well, my issue is then I don't know who I would replace them with, but I don't think they need to be in the top 15. I don't think Giannis maybe, but KD, Look, if there's, very there's talented one dude- player. There's one dude who doesn't deserve to be on this list. Who? James Harden. I can, I can. And if he's on this list, he's fucking not 25. No, absolutely not. I'd be fine with him if he was at like 50. Yeah, maybe. If he was in that last 40, I'd be like, you know what? You might be getting away with this one, Nick, right? But at 20 fucking five? Yeah. There's no chance. If he was in, if he was in that last ten, sure. Yeah, I could see it. Another gripe that I have is Steve Nash. I think is too far down. Me too. Steve I think Nash you, at forty you, for those who haven't sw- seen it. You swap James Harden and Steve Nash. Shit, yeah. I'm fine with swapping James Harden and fucking James Worthy. Who's at 45. Yeah. But I, I don't think James Harden should be above George Gervin, Kevin McHale, Scotty Pippen, Elvin Hayes, AI, Walt Frazier, Patrick Ewing. Uh, where else is uh, Steve Nash? I know we already talked. Clyde Drexler. Bob McAdoo was pretty fucking good. Like, and those are all guys that he's like directly in front of. Russell Westbrook is the only one I cannot say deserves to move up 35 or below for him. Yeah. And he's at 35. Yeah. He's nowhere near James Harden's. Actually, you know what? I figured out. Swap. McHale for Harden. And then bump Gervin and Drexler up above them and shit. Let's do. Let's just do that whole Gervin, Drexler, McAdoo, Walton, Steve Nash. So from 36 to 40, we'll just bump them down behind there. You know what we should do? We should make our own lists for next week's show. Okay. Out of this, restructure this one and replace with who we feel? Yes. Okay. There's only, there's really only one person who I think deserves to be on this list. It's not. It's Nikola Jokic. I'm sure there's a couple that I could figure out. Like, let me. Is fucking Oscar Robinson on this list? Not that I see. Oh, well, actually, you know what? Oscar Rob might be out of that time period. Now that I think about it. Yeah, he's probably out of that time period. Okay. Nick Wright, you get away with this one. I was about to be. Furious. <laughs> Vince Carter's not on that list. Alex English isn't on that list. Yeah. Reggie Miller's not on that list. Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe. 
that's tougher for me. But I'd be fine maybe with him on this list. I would put him ahead ahead of some of these other guys. Robert Parrish isn't on this list. Elgin Baylor for sure is out of that time period. Shit, I might even put Pau Gasol on there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... Uh, Joe Johnson, I would love to put you on that list, but I'm not fully sure that you deserve to be on that list. I'm just, I just am rolling through the NBA all-time scoring list and looking at, although this one would be tough to fully argue, Ray Allen. You would have to have a damn good argument to get him on the list, but he could potentially be here. I guess. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's not necessarily the names that are on the list because I could see an argument for all of these guys. Me right. too, except one Anthony except. Davis. To me, he hasn't been a top 50 NBA player in the last 50 years. No. No. I don't think James Arden has either. I don't either. But at least he's done something cool for the game. Like, he changed it a little bit with dribbling. And yeah. some moves. His step back, which the step back, yeah. terrorized the NBA for two years. Yeah. That step back is... Well, like not not what it once was anymore, but, you know. It's still When good. he was in his prime, Houston, yeah, it was... It was pretty yeah. fucking phenomenal but i'm there with you i don't I, james harden he's a tough push for this list right now yeah but and maybe i need to go back and watch some highlights of tiny archibald and bernard king because i said that to my dad i was like why are they on this list and he was like they were pretty fucking good and i was like you know what you saw him play so i'm gonna trust you on this <laughs> but i don't agree yeah Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, like I said, we make our own lists. We'll make our, we'll revisit this topic. We'll get yeah. back into angriness next week when we dice up Nick Wright's list with our own. Um, and I can tell you right now who my one is because you, by the way, I well, argued it. I'm sure everybody knows it's gonna you, be MJ. You know that my number one is gonna be MJ too. You know what? Let's pick our top five right now. Top five? I yeah, think I already know my top five. I already know my top five. So, all right. So we are in agreement that it's MJ, number one, right? Yeah. Okay. Number two. I'm probably rolling Kareem. Yeah. I'm going LeBron at two. Okay. Because he has, he's changed the game too. Like, he absolutely has, but I, and he's, he's also, well, yeah, we're just talking strictly basketball right now. He's changed the game. He's got all the awards, all, all the accolades, apart from Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, you know, and which maybe is I'll I think what sets him back from MJ. That and the two other rings that yeah. MJ has, <laughs> you know. Um. So those are my my one two, number three. I'm going Kareem. Okay, I'm gonna go LeBron. Okay. Number four. I would say Kobe at number four. I know we already kind of talked about this. I'm trying to decide if I want Timmy or Kobe there. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm putting Timmy at four. You're putting Tim at four? Putting Timmy at four. I'm putting Tim at five. Okay. I'm putting Kobe at five. Yeah. And then five. Magic Magic at six, I think, for both of us, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh uh, yeah, I I think that the pieces in the top five are there. I think Nick actually got those mostly. Well, he got them in the bar, ballpark, I should say. First 19 picks, pretty solid. Mm, yeah. And we yeah. get to Luca at 20 and we start to break down. 
Yep. We'll dive into it next week. Yep. So, but there you go. There you go. There's our top five picks. Little preview of what's to come. Little preview. Stay tuned next week. Come back next week. You'll see the full list here. All right? right. This is the Wired Up Sports Podcast. All right? We do things around here. That's right. Uh, All right. But that's going to do it for today's show. I'm Josh Coleman alongside Dylan Malfatti. Come back next week. You'll hear the rest of our top 50 list. Sure, we'll hop into a little bit. NFL talk is preseason resumes this week with the Hall of Fame game. That's tonight at 6 p.m. If you're Mountain Standard Time, it will be the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. So tune into that if you so choose. I will not. Um, but that's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. See you.